Hello, listeners. I was in the middle of a very profound, deep dialogue there that would have blown all of your minds, and it wasn't recorded. I'm sorry, Paul. I'm glad you realised that before we started reading, because I'd really fucking hate reading Isaiah twice. Paul, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Paul. Oh, that's okay. Better now than to message me later and say, I forgot to hit record and we have to read the whole fucking chapter again. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Oh. Mm. Well, hello, brothers and sisters all around the world. This is the Book of Boredom podcast with me, Brother Paul, and with me, Sister Forgetful. Yes. Sister did not record. Sister Master Technician who forgot how things work. Sister Patience. Sister Too Many Emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, Sister Patience. I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah. Anyway. Isaiah would not be pleased. He would want to bring some heavenly smiting upon you. Just to prove that I was listening, I will recap. Oh, okay, okay. Here's the recap. So you've had a pretty stressful week, just trying to get caught back up at work. And you feel like yesterday when you went to work, you did a lot of work, but didn't quite get anywhere and that's frustrating and you feel like it's going to happen tomorrow too but you know that it's going to end soon you're still really pumped about the job and just got to get it done pretty much yes and you bought a couch that's second hand so it includes other people's farts yes couch cushions makes it antique did i miss anything out no we're pretty good paul i'm sorry so shout out to all (laughs) our listeners across the world great to have you here thank you to our patrons for tuning in shout out once again sorry well i'll mention this to our former guest sarah and her husband and Ilya, who should have been a guest, had patients remembered to record on that evening as well. That's right. I really fucked that up. They are both down and stricken with the Rona. They've got coronavirus. He's got the jab, got the jab, but he's still got it. They are down in bed, smitten with coronavirus. I actually did play that song to them on guitar the other night too, by the way. That's pretty cool. Video chat them while you got your guitar going. Yes. So shout out to our little sickos. We love you. And everybody else out there, whether you've been a guest or a listener, we just love you all in a deep, real love, not a pick you up in a bar, take you home and forget your name type of love, oh. but a real deep heartfelt love to you all. A want to take you all home and meet our mothers type of love. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't want to take anyone home to meet my mother. Yeah, she'd probably be better that you don't if you love them, but anyway. <laughs> and hi to Sister Patience's mum, even though she never listens. I-, I haven't spoken to her directly for a while, but I'm sure she remembers who I am. Absolutely. She doesn't have Alzheimer's or anything. Like, she's fully there. She's just eccentric, Paul. She always loved me, though. And oh, of course. Can't blame her for it, can we? No. Hey to Patience's mum who doesn't listen. Much love. It's because we swear too much, Paul. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. See, I guess when we used to hang out, I was a good little Mormon boy back then. I didn't use these bad words or these sexual <laughs> jokes. Or- you did this once because you were just at the end of your limit. There were some people at school that were just giving you shit about something. Mm-hmm. And after you'd put up with it for ages, turned around and was like, well, that's just fucking fucked. Uh, uh, <laughs> and you're like, even I have my limits. <laughs> but yeah, that was very unusual for you. Well, now I say that's fucking fucked several times a day. Yeah. <laughs> but I was the same. I would have sworn occasionally too, but tried not to. That's pretty much how it worked. We were good little Christian soldiers back then. That's right. Marching into war. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that horrible? No swearing for Jesus. Ah.
No sex for Jesus. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. What a way to fuck up your life. Or not fuck up your life. Yes, yes. And here we are now, 20 odd years later, swearing and making sex jokes like troopers. <laughs> but anyway, yes, we are delaying the inevitable because we are still reading from fucking Isaiah. Ah, uh, it sucks, Paul. We're in 15 tonight, right? Yeah, that's right. So how many more do we have? 15 is Isaiah. 16 is Isaiah. 17 is Isaiah. 18 is Isaiah. 19 is Isaiah. 20 is Isaiah. 21 is Isaiah. Oh, my God. 22. Smitty just 23. 24. <laughs> Holy fuck, we are in for it. <laughs> Oh, there we go, 25, we get into Nephi just being a dick again. <laughs> All right, so we've got about eight chapters of Isaiah coming up, ladies and gentlemen. So strap yourselves in. We are trying all we can to try to make this entertaining, but Isaiah was just mind-numbingly boring and ridiculous. <laughs> Here's the other thing I was talking about to patients before she hit record is I have been trying to do a bit of study on Isaiah to make fun of him. I can't find anything on YouTube or anywhere else where it's not hardcore Christians talking about Isaiah. So I'm not getting any objective commentary on Isaiah. It's all just, oh, he was so prophetic and profound. Oh, wasn't he, Brother Paul? He was talking on behalf of God and Jesus themselves. It's so clear what he says too, isn't it? The first 39 chapters of the book of Isaiah are basically just him telling us how we're all going to hell and how bad we are. <laughs> but then he gives a little glimmer of hope in there. Mm. Basically, Isaiah's whole thing is you all suck. God is going to ring hellfire down upon you. You're all horrible sinners. God is going to destroy us all. God will give us big smacks. Oh, but if you're good, you'll go to heaven. That's about it. But even that is like putting an interpretation on it that could go any way. The only thing you can do is try to interpret it because if you read it, it makes no fucking sense. Well, that's right. So you just have to string a few words together and be like, okay, he's using negative words here. So this mm. is obviously him talking about the bad stuff. Mm. Now he's using positive. It's like you just got to pick the basic gist or the vibe. It's all about the vibe. The vibe vibe. Yes. So fuck what it says. It doesn't really matter what it says at all. Yeah, sure, it's the ramblings of a dementia-riddled old man. Oh. But, you know, uh, <laughs> we're going to honour and revere it as being some sort of profound scriptural context. Oh, I have so much respect for Isaiah Paul. Yeah, why is that? Well, he's provided me with such fodder to just shit all over. Oh, yeah, sure. I guess it's a respect for a lack of respect. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. That works, that works. I can take uh -huh. that. Okay. I did some homework on this too. Yeah, what did you find out? Well, I read it a couple of times and then I tried to come up with jokes that weren't sex jokes. Oh, that's the other thing that's so hard to do. Oh, so hard, Paul. So oh. hard. Paul, Paul, t tell me how hard it is again. Oh, it's so hard to not make <laughs> sex jokes. I tried not to make sexual innuendos, but it's hard, so hard. <laughs> I think I succeeded coming up with something to say that wasn't sexual for about 50% of the verses. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Let's set a goal here. Let's try to make this the Patience's Mum-friendly episode of the podcast, okay? Ah, uh, I can't swear. Let's just see how long we can go without swearing or making a sex joke. That's going to be difficult, Brother Paul, because 
Like the first couple of verses actually lend themselves to it just almost verbatim. All right, but we are not one-dimensional comedians, okay? We have a vast <laughs> repertoire. We are not just about bad words and dirty jokes. I love it, Paul. Let's see right. how we go. Do you want to start? I'll start us. I'll do the first three verses. Okay, cool. Second Nephi chapter 15, which is, air quotes, compare Isaiah 5, <coughs> plagiarize. Okay, so here we go. And then will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> And my goal to not make sex jokes is gone! <laughs> now you see what I mean! <laughs> when you think even make it for a single sentence! <laughs> yes, Isaiah is touching his... Well, he's not touching his vineyard, he's touching somebody else's vineyard, okay. <laughs> and according to Christianity, homosexuality is wrong, but here is Isaiah talking to his beloved and touching his vineyard. So fertile in the vineyard. So I failed already. Here I am. Oh. No sex jokes, okay? I'm going to behave myself. No sex jokes from here. Okay. My well-beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill, <laughs> and he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with the choicest vine and built a tower in the midst of it that also made a wine press therein. Mormons don't drink alcohol and say the wine is bad for you, but here's Isaiah describing how to make wine. He has a vineyard that possibly belongs to his boyfriend. We're not entirely sure. How do Mormons get around the fact that Jesus drank wine? Oh, it was different wine back then. They didn't have anything else to drink. <laughs> Really? Punch didn't exist back then. Water existed. It was just grape juice. This is what they called it back then. Oh, okay. Jesus' best party trick ever was turning water into fucking wine. And Mormons are like, no, no, we'll just stick with the water, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I, get, I, I failed on the not swearing thing too. Okay. Whenever we fail, we can try, try again, Paul. Let's see if I can get through the rest of this without a sex joke or a swear word, okay? Let's see how we go. If you're trying not to swear, that's impossible for you. <laughs> I think it's impossible for Lily not to swear too. <laughs> One of the proudest moments as a parent is when you hear your child not only swear, but swear in the right context. She's got so yeah. much context, Paul. You've done a good job with her. Yep, yep, yep. She gets yep. it. Okay. All right, so let's get back to talking about this choice vine on Isaiah's beloved. All right, let's go. Planted with the choicest vine and built a tower in the midst of it and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild grapes. Ooh, okay. Oh, wow, they're wild. That's exciting, isn't it? Not just any old grapes. Oh. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me <laughs> and my vineyard. He's getting kind of Shakespearean here. I like this. Yeah, He's... that was my thought too. This is an intellectual conversation this evening. We're using big words, poetry, insightfulness, philosophy. That's the theme of tonight. That's right. No sex jokes or swearing. We're talking about betwixting in the vineyard. We want it to be edifying for our parents to listen to. This is the parent-friendly episode. We should call this episode the parent trap. There you go, the parent <laughs> trap. Paul and Patience do the parent-friendly version of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, well, it's over to you, sister patients, to continue this trend with verse 4. So come on. All right. So what could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Hmm. What more could be done in your vineyard? That I haven't already done in it. Yeah. I'm assuming there could be some hoeing in the vineyard, if you haven't hoed already. Everybody likes a good hoe, that is correct. What else could you do in the vineyard, Paul? Pretty much the whole purpose of a vineyard really is just making wine. Right. Not like there's much else you can do with it. You eat some grapes, you crush some grapes, turn them into wine. That's pretty much it. I guess you could prune the vines. Crafting, tend the vines, yes. Yeah. Um, All right. That's pretty much it. So well done, Isaiah. You figured it out. (laughs) I think Isaiah would make a pretty bad drop of wine. So you're thinking Isaiah's wine wouldn't be like the top shelf $100 bottle stuff. Oh, fuck no. You're thinking it would be the bottom shelf $3 possibly goon mixed with antifreeze. Is that what you're saying Isaiah's wine is? Isaiah goon with antifreeze. Uh, You haven't lived until you've discovered the joy of $3 wine. Okay. Just as long as you haven't had it with antifreeze, that's really dangerous. Don't do that. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't recommend it. A wine company that did that got in a lot of trouble, okay? So Jesus's wine would have to be top shelf because it's holy and comes from the sire himself. But Isaiah's wine is a $3 goon down the bottom, you know, possibly in a box. It's definitely in a box, Paul. That only the most broke alcoholics (coughs) like me would purchase. I've never seen you drink box wine. I think you have class, Paul. Oh, I'm classy. I'm so classy. You're classy and arsy, aren't you? Indeed, Indeed. Okay, well, let's read more about his vine. Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, it brought forth wild grapes. Haven't we already said that? Yeah, we have. Look at the end of verse 2. It says, and it brought forth wild grapes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not the good grapes. It's the wild grapes. The grapes that got a little bit off the track, didn't quite listen to their parents. Yeah. Rebelled a little bit, you know, mixed themselves with some grapes from the wrong side of the field. It's always the crazy grapes, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any stories about crazy grapes? Uh, no. But clearly Isaiah does because he's about to tell us about them. (laughs) All right. And now go to semicolon. I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. See, I told you he was going to tell you. That's it. Isaiah's not the only prophet here. I see these things coming too. He's looking down at his vineyard and he's going to tell us what he's about to do. It's almost like audio. Oh, no, I can't use that word. I can't use that word. No, I've got to keep it clean, Paul. It's... Forget I said it. All right. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> Listeners, Patience was not just about to say something rude. It never crossed her mind. Never. Get. Don't even think about it. Don't even no. try to imagine what it was she was going to say. My mind has been purificationized. No, that's not the right word. Purified. Purified. That's it. I prefer the word purificationized, though. That that's sounds so right. much better. It sounds like the process has had a lot more involved. Don't you just love languages where the words just get longer yeah, and longer yeah. and longer? Actually, that sounds like something that one of those, one of those quacks would sell, you know, like activated almonds or raw water. It's like, watch out, Gwyneth Paltrow will be using that phrase soon for her goop. 
Oh my god, that oh, oh don't get me started. <laughs> uh, and very soon people who like to soak their assholes in sunlight will be drinking purificationized wine because it's so much better than just purified wine. Oh. You're not a wine drinker, you want to know what the absolute worst wine is, okay? Tell me, Paul. Tell me what's the worst wine. Fortified wine. Fortified wine? It's some of the cheapest you can get. You can like buy like a five litre bottle of it for like 10 bucks. Oh. And it's like really, really strong, tastes foul. Right. The worst but cheapest wine. What makes it fortified though? What do they fortify it with? Quite frankly, I don't want to know. Oh. It's one of those don't ask, don't tell things. <laughs> You don't want people to know that you've stooped so low as to drink it and you don't want to know what's in it. You just want to get hammered for a low price. I'm sure it's happy to oblige. So I will take away the hedge thereof and it shall be eaten up. His vineyard's going to get eaten up after he gets rid of his hedge. Why would you eat a hedge? Well, yes. Uh, have you ever seen grapevines? <laughs> There's no hedge. I'm really fighting the urge here to say a joke I shouldn't, Paul. Ah! Deep breath. <laughs> deep breath. All right, okay. Remember the goal. Remember the steps. <laughs> Remember the steps, mate. This is a mum-friendly episode this evening. Hi, mum. Hi. <laughs> the last two episodes were, hi, Amanda. This one's, hi, mum. <laughs> she still hasn't replied to me either. No, no, me neither, so. Oh, yeah, she hates me. She hates me, Paul. No, no, it's because she's realised that all these years she has secretly been in love with you and no. uh, <laughs> she has to deal with this fact. And There is no fucking way. It could end her whole marriage and it's a really big step to acknowledge. No, I just want to say hello. I really don't want her. So the crush ended 25 years ago, did it? It ended, yeah, it did end. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she'll find that to be a great relief. She can yeah. save her marriage now. <laughs> I don't think I was ever any threat, Paul. Oh, come on. Believe. <laughs> to get back to Isaiah here, he's sounding like someone who doesn't really know how a vineyard works. Right. Because a hedge is not part of a grapevine. Mm. I've been to a few vineyards. I enjoy wine. I'm not going to claim to be an expert. But <laughs> of all the vineyards I've gone to, I've never seen a vine hedge. He's trimming the hedge, if you will. But he's not just taking the hedge away. No. It's going to be eaten up. Who is eating the hedge? Maybe his lover is eating the hedge. Oh, yeah, the bloke from earlier. Okay. Yeah, okay. the one he's singing the song to. Oh, right. Now it's yeah. all coming together. Okay, well, continue then. What else is he doing to this hedge? And I will break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. Oh, that sounds a bit violent. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So the hedge is being eaten, it's being broken down. And trodden on. What did that hedge ever do to you, Isaiah? It's almost like he's shaping the hedge into something a little more creative. Mmm. He's Edward Scissorhandsing it, Paul. <laughs> Isaiah Scissorhands. <laughs> and I will lay it waste, semicolon. It shall not be pruned, nor digged. <laughs> what won't? Um, I don't know. The hedge or is it the vineyard? I don't know anymore. But there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. Zaya so controls clouds now? Is that what we're expected to believe? 
I guess. He's going to cut up this hedge, trot it down, lay it to waste, dig it, <laughs> put briars and thorns in, and then he's going to say no rain. He's going to cut up the hedge. <laughs> Isaiah really has an issue with gardening. <laughs> Verse 7, for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. Oh, now we're getting metaphorical. Ah. Oh. Why couldn't he have said that at the start? Because I was thinking all sorts of sexual thoughts, Paul. I know, I know, but he was clearly only talking about the house of Israel and the men of Judah. <laughs> it's such a relief. <laughs> the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the men of Judah, his pleasant plants. <laughs> and he looked for judgment and behold, oppression for righteousness, but behold, a cry. <laughs> What? <laughs> He's comparing the vineyard to the house of Israel, which I guess is the Jewish people or whatever. Hmm. And the men of Judah. Okay. So only the men, not the women, once again. His pleasant plant. A pleasant plant? Is he talking about marijuana or something? That was the first that I had. Then I don't get it. Clearly the hedge isn't the pleasant plant because he's destroyed the hedge. <sighs> and he looked for judgment. And behold, oppression for righteousness. But behold, comma, a cry. It's almost poetic. Behold, a cry. Have you cried this week, Paul? No, I've not cried this week, actually. I have not. Have you cried? I think I've cried more this week than I have in at least all the year before. <laughs> oh, why are you crying, Sister Patience? Did, did someone stomp your hedge? Just because you cry doesn't mean that you're destroyed, Paul. Ooh, unto them that join house to house. <laughs> house huh? to house? So there can be no place that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. Wow, are they burying people alive? Ah, woe unto them that join house to house. What does that mean? Mormons go house to house. Oh, Paul. Knocking on doors and trying to convert people. That's why Smitty included it. He's predicting what's going to happen to these poor missionaries. People are going to open their doors half naked and just scare the shit out of them. And Jeez, Mormons, you better stop knocking those doors right now. Actually, that was one of the few highlights of my mission was... <laughs> <laughs> when there was women wearing not many clothing and some doors, I was like, oh, hey! Did that raise your bar for all other encounters, Paul? There was a rustle in my hedge, I must say. Oh, okay. But you didn't focus on it at all, did you? You didn't play with it? No, of course not. I was a good little Mormon boy. Sorry, mums. We were leaning a little bit sexual there again. I'm sorry. Oh, Paul, I'm no good at this. <laughs> no, we're failing miserably. Anyway, soldier on. Sorry, mums. We're behaving. <laughs> we're doing our best, I swear. First night. In mine ears, said the Lord of hosts of a truth, many houses shall be desolate mm -hmm. and great and fair cities without inhabitants. Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of it means. I'm just reading. I am just the conduit through which these words flow. I have a comment down here. It's not sexual. It may not be funny, but this is what I wrote like about a week ago when I had a look at this. Okay. Okay. I write, it's like that old saying, if a city becomes desolate in the woods, can you hear the silence in God's ears? Ooh. Well, that was 
more funny at the time, I think. Is that from Isaiah? Where did you hear that quote? No, it was like a bear shits in the woods thing. Is the bear shitting in the woods doing anything to the hedge? <laughs> Probably. Oh, it's the bear that's trodden it down. <laughs> the damn bear. Oh, so his love is a bear. Yeah. That makes sense. I wonder if yeah. he's a twink. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Isaiah's a twink, y'all. Isaiah's a okay. twink. It's your turn. First ten. All right. Yay! Yay! Ten acres of vineyard. Wow, that's some girth. That's not a bad size vineyard. Okay, ten uh, acres is pretty good. Shall yield one bath and the seed of a homer shall yield an ephah. A what for? An ephah. <laughs> <laughs> Homer's doing what? I think that Homer Simpson's in the bath. Oh! And his seed has just gone everywhere because he's had a certain emission. Oh shit, I'm getting dirty again, Paul. No, you know what this is? Did you ever watch the movie Field of Dreams? I did not. Okay, Isaiah is talking about the plot, The Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner buys this farm. Right. And then he cuts all of his crops down and makes a baseball field. Does he cut his neighbor's grass, does he, Paul? Oh, he does. And he definitely knocks down the hedge. And in baseball, a homer, of course, is what they call it when you hit a home run, which is how you score a point. Ooh. Isaiah was predicting baseball. And he was predicting that Kevin Costner would one day be in a movie called Field of Dreams where they destroy the crops in order to build a baseball field. That's really profound, Paul. Isaiah really was a prophet. I think that's why Joseph Smith included this passage in his very American book, because he was predicting the future pastime of America. Yeah. We've also learned that Joseph Smith, despite growing up on a farm, didn't know a lot about horticulture. That's right. Maybe that's why he related so well to Isaiah. Neither of them had a clue about horticulture, but still wanted to constantly compare the house of Israel to a vineyard. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow <laughs> strong drink. Watch that continue until night, and wine inflame them. He's talking about an all-day bender, basically, there, isn't he? So, Paul, tell me about your worst hangover. I have definitely had small-day benders, and I felt very woeful the following day. The worst <laughs> hangover I ever had lasted for two days. <laughs> that was epic. Let me tell you about that evening. I can't wait. That with a friend of mine. You know, it was another one of these nights where we were like, let's just go out for a couple of quiet drinks and enjoy each other's company. And next thing we know, there were shots involved. Um, mm -hmm. I remember one of them was blue and it felt like you're fucking a Smurf or something. <laughs> we had quite a few shots uh -huh. and I'd moved house recently. Oh, okay. And when I was able to get myself into a taxi to get myself home, I gave the taxi my previous address. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I rocked up to what I thought was my house, realised I didn't have the key anymore and it was no longer my house and I was several kilometres away and quite heavily intoxicated. And I think I threw up in the taxi. Oh, no. I can't remember. Yeah. Did you get back in the same taxi or how did you get back to your house? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> All I know is I did wake up in the correct bed, so therefore I somehow made it home. Oh, wow, Paul. The next two days after that were pretty bad and I had to take my son to his football game the following day and spent most of the time in the toilets. Oh, no. 
talking to Jesus. <laughs> and so, yes, I dreamt I was like, okay, woe unto me. That was a night, you know, where I started early in the morning. I continued to follow the strong drink until night. Isaiah, I'll give you a big tick there. Verse 11, you actually hit on something. You predicted my big night out. Oh, there's two prophecies in a row. He prophesied field of dreams yeah. and he prophesied my big night out. And more than that, the sentence actually made sense. Isaiah, you were on it tonight, my man. Let's see what we get verse 12. All right, go for it. And the harp and the viol must mean like violin or viol or something. I guess. The tabaret and pipe and wine are in their feasts. But they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. And once again, we're back to making no sense. (laughs) Isaiah, you were on a roll and you blew it. Well, just before I read 13, I just want to give you my little non-sexual comment that I had on the previous verse. Once again, it probably won't be very funny. Okay, okay, okay. It sounds like people be doing a Mormon shindig without inviting God, who in this case is a surgeon. So super rich. I don't know where I was going with that. You're making as much sense as Isaiah at the moment. Oh, I need to do a little bit better with my homework, don't I, Paul? Sister Patience, you have been reading too much, Isaiah. I was feeling strong emotions at the time, Paul. I'm sorry. I know you're having a hard time, but Isaiah is never the answer. There are more healthy ways of dealing with your emotions than reading Isaiah. Never resort to Isaiah. I would rather see you do crack than resort to Isaiah. Don't do it, Patience! You're better than that. It's not worth it. (laughs) Don't go down that rabbit hole. Come back. <laughs> All right. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished. Oh, they're so hungry, Paul. Yeah. And their multitude dried up with thirst. Oh, they just want to drink. That's your fault, Isaiah, for knocking down the vineyard. Right. There was drinks there and you tore it down, you idiots. Oh, Isaiah. You've really Isaiah'd it up, you Isaiah. Isaiah's Nephi'd the whole thing. No wonder Nephi loved Isaiah so much. They were both complete lot of (laughs) fuck-ups. I got to read you my little comment that I put for that verse. All right, come on, read away. It's three words. (laughs) Humans are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Especially those who read Isaiah and think that there's something to it. (laughs) Even when I was a hardcore Mormon, I never liked Isaiah. And all my friends, it was the same. Hmm. I bet you any money, every Mormon who has ever read the Book of Mormon has got to their Isaiah chapters and just skipped forward. Yeah. Nobody likes reading Isaiah because nobody knows what it's on about. That's right. People skip yeah. tracks all the time on their iPod. Yeah, yeah, People yeah, don't yeah. read long emails. People don't even read short emails. It's just how we save time in life. It's like the really early stages demo B-side version of the actual album. It's just like when you don't read all my messages. Hey, hey, that's below the belt. <laughs> I read your messages. I may not respond promptly, but I do read them. Ah, uh, okay. And I've been doing better this week, by the way. Uh, you have? I've made an effort because I know that you were feeling I wasn't paying enough attention to you. <laughs> Okay. You've done very well, Paul. I have made an effort. You're a good guy. And you've been emotional and knocking down your vineyard anyway. I have. You've put up with my nastiness. I'm sorry, Paul. Can you feel the lovelessness? <laughs> feel the love. <laughs> Give me a minute. Okay, I'm good. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself. Hell is a woman now. 
and opened her mouth without measure. A fat woman, apparently. Just keeps opening and opening. And their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. (laughs) Tell me, Paul, have you rejoiced as you descend? I do tend to rejoice as I descend in... No, no, another sexual dance. No! As you descend into some tuna. Oh, tuna. Hmm. Hello. Do you like tuna, Paul? <laughs> Not really, no. Oh. Which means, according to you, I should be eating it. No. Because you said the best way to lose weight is to only eat food you don't like. Oh, that's right. If you eat food you like, you'll get addicted to it. Mm. Just got to eat really plain food because then you don't feel like eating it. Hell is a woman. Again, women can only be bad in the scriptures. Heaven is not a woman. Hell is a woman, okay? With an open mouth, without measure. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit scary, Paul. It means hell is good at giving a deep throat. Women can be scary. I've met a few. It says that there's more men that are scary. (laughs) What is their pomp? I don't know, but what I will say is this. As a straight man, Hmm. a woman whose mouth is without measure... You want to descend into that. You do? Mm. Oh, there wouldn't be enough, uh, like, friction, would there? Mm. I'm not making a sexual joke. I'm not making a sexual joke. Can't say it. Can't do it. This is fair. Adam doesn't know what that is. Can't joke about it. Verse 15, and the mean man shall be brought down, and the mighty man shall be humbled, and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Why does God need to be sanctified? Isn't God already sanctified? Like, isn't he already pure? Yeah, he's already perfect. Yeah, I don't get it. Why do we need to sanctify him again? Good point. Yeah, he can sanctify himself. Yes. He might sanctify himself every day. You never know. Exactly. All right, back over to you. Oh, okay. 17. Then shall the lambs feed after their manner. And the waste places of the fat ones shall strangers eat. (laughs) Some fat person's getting their ass eaten out, Paul. (laughs) I can't help myself. This is too stupid. This doesn't work out. They're going to eat fat people. I'm screwed. They're going to eat me, patients. They're going to eat me. Maybe they're talking about COVID because 70% of the people that die of it were overweight. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh. I will have to look that up. That is news to me. Ah, oh, you should totally look that up, Paul. So anyway, they're going to eat me. But you've had your jab. You should be all right. Yeah, but I'm still fat. These people are going to eat me because it says they eat the fat ones. Okay, hang on. No, the waste places of the fat ones shall the strangers eat. Have you ever had your ass eaten out, Paul? No, no, no. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're not going to eat my fat. They're going to eat my waste. Does that mean that fat people's waste is tastier than skinny people's waste? Everything's tastier with more fat. Does my poop taste better than your poop? Is that what uh, he's saying there? <laughs> they would rather eat the fat man's poop than the skinny girl's poop. It almost sounds like a rapper name. Not fat man's scoop, it's fat man's poop. <laughs> Ah. All right, sorry, fat people. Put your waste into toilets so that these people won't eat your waste. They don't deserve Uh, your waste, quite frankly. Uh, Verse 18. 
Whoa! Unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin, as it were, with a cart rope. <laughs> uh, I don't know what he's talking about. What the fuck? He's got some rope uh, and a cart and some cords and some I don't give a flying fuck. If he's going to get that mixed message about it. Is it an, an asphyxiation fantasy that he's talking about here? You know, he's got cords and ropes and cards. Oh, he's gone yeah. all Hutchinson. What's his name? Um, yeah, Michael Hutchinson. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it, yeah. Choke me a little, Daddy. Choke me a little. But he choked himself, didn't he? He was having a good time by himself. Yeah, yeah, you can, you, you can do that, apparently. Apparently you can. Mm. Oh, would you like to hear what I read about this that's not sexual? Oh, yes, yes, please. All right. So Isaiah needs to take the cart rope here, tie a hangman's noose and kill himself because I'm sick of this horse shit. It means absolutely nothing, Whoa. no connection to anything. You went Duck! Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> you oh. went duck! I'm suggesting Whoa. that a person that never existed kills themselves. <laughs> and and, and if they didn't exist, they're long dead already anyway. So That's okay, right. Basically, you want zombie Isaiah to come out and yeah. hang himself again. And hang himself again. That's right. That's right. All right. So... That say, let him make speed. <laughs> He's got a meth lab, Paul. Okay, okay. Hasten his work huh? that we may see it. And let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come that we may know it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, not do it. Like, I think this is some sort of pukaki thing. <laughs> 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 Come that I may know it. Come that I may know it. <laughs> it's your go. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm listeners, sorry. he's lost I'm it. Sorry. I tried. He's I tried. I really tried. Oh, deep breaths. Deep breaths. Okay. <laughs> Family-friendly, mother-friendly episode. Motherfucker! Woe <laughs> unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. What about those that knocked down hedges? <laughs> it was a perfectly good hedge, Isaiah. You ruined it. He's predicting Asian cuisine, you know, sweet and sour. Oh. Bitter melon. Yeah. He's mixing it all up and getting flavours he's never tried before. He's implying here that bitter is not as good as sweet, but that's all about your own personal palate and your own personal taste. That's right. Some bitter food and some drinks are quite nice. Some uh -huh. sweet food and drinks are disgustingly sweet. Have you ever had, like, something so sweet? Like, I know you probably haven't recently, but at some <laughs> point in the past, mm -hmm. have you ever had something that was so sweet and sugary that you felt kind of like you were sticky afterwards? Yeah. Actually, my awesome, interesting mother mm. used to make this toffee-like thing out of honey when I was a kid and also when I was a young adult. Yeah, she probably still could make it. Yeah, she probably could still make it. Probably wouldn't though because it's not very healthy, but she made it out of honey and toffeed it and then put sesame seeds in it. Oh, so tasty. But yeah, you'd get it all over your face and it would be sticky. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, come on. Not every sweet food is good. <laughs> Just because you like sweets, <laughs> chill, dude. Whoa! Unto the wise in their own eyes and the prudence in their own sights. Actually, I'm going to agree with him on that. Yeah. Don't you hate people who think they're smart but aren't actually smart? Ah. Uh. 
People like Isaiah, for example, who try to use big words and phrases to sound smart, but are really just stupid. So again, woe unto you, Isaiah, for you are the one trying to sound wise in your own sight, but you're not. You're not wise. I'm losing it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pointing at the camera, which only you can see. Yes. (laughs) As if it was Isaiah. I'm seeing your accusatory (laughs) finger. It's it's pointing at Sister Patience, but I'm actually talking to Isaiah. (laughs) Isaiah, for some reason, is a little camera on top of my monitor. Yes, I'm talking to you, Isaiah. (laughs) It's really annoying when someone thinks that they're fantastic and tries to tell you something. But Mm. on the flip side, it's kind of really wonderful when just an average person gives you a gem of wisdom. That helps. Mm. Absolutely. (laughs) That wasn't very funny, Mm. but it was heartfelt. (laughs) (laughs) This next verse is a kicker. Okay, let's go. Whoa! Unto the mighty to drink wine, and men of strength to mingle strong drink. Okay, he doesn't like me. I don't know what he's saying, though. I just don't understand those words. You cannot use a vineyard analogy to describe God and his people and then say that wine is bad. Yeah. That's not how this works. You either like it or you don't. I just think he's saying the mixologists are out of a job. He doesn't like bartenders. He just wants his cheap goon wine. That's what he's saying here. He's like, I don't need your fancy schmancy cocktails. Just give me my goon. Come to Isaiah's where everybody doesn't know your name. (laughs) (laughs) Take your goon bag and piss off. Isaiah's bar and grill, cooking up Asian cuisine. (laughs) Isaiah's restaurant is only sweets and goon wine, okay? (laughs) That is pretty much all he is letting you have. Oh, Isaiah, your menu sucks. No wonder he went out of business. (laughs) Totally. Uh, Back over you with verse 23. Who justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him? The righteousness of the righteous from him? What? Huh? What? Who? Try to make that insurance claim. Yes, I stole my righteous. I had it stored in my righteousness and somebody took it. So I'm going to need compensation. Verse 24. Therefore, as the fire devoureth the stubble and the flame consumeth the chaff, their root shall be rottenness. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dud root. Okay. And their blossoms shall go up as dust because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despise the word of the Holy One of Israel. Ah, uh, well, they should drink more wine then. I guess. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he hath stretched forth his hand against them, and hath smitten them, and the hills did tremble. Oh, oh, the hills trembled, Paul. Okay. And their carcasses, oh, what the fuck, were torn in the midst of the streets. Whose carcasses? I don't know. He's mentioned the Lord. He's mentioned the hills. Hills don't have carcasses. (laughs) No, they have eyes. (laughs) Who are you talking about, Isaiah? 
there is no reference to actual people before you mention carcasses. So who's carcasses? Or are they animals? Are they the lambs that we weren't allowed to eat earlier? Oh, it's the fat ones. It's the carcasses of the fat people. Fat bleeding lambs, they make me a sigh well go round. Okay, we've established that they're going to eat the fat people's waste. Oh, yeah. So the fat people are going to die and their rotting carcasses are what they're going to eat. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, fuck <laughs> this shit. Um, I'm trying to tie it together as best I can, folks, and I'm not succeeding. Let me read the last sentence of that verse, which is... Let's see if this wraps it up in any way. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. You know what? I don't care. I don't care about his hand. I don't give a fuck. At this stage, we've learnt that his hand is doing weird shit to carcasses. Yep. And to fat people's waste. Uh-huh. So, no, I don't want to touch that hand, quite frankly. I, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's been in some very pleasant places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it doesn't mention at all using sanitizer. And in this day and age... Actually, you know how they had that mandate where you've got to use the app to check in when you go places out and about? Yeah, yeah, I do that, by the way, I check in. Have you noticed how nobody gives a fuck about it anymore? No, I find people still do it. People just walk into the shops, they walk out, they walk in, yeah. they get into Ubers, nobody enforces it. Um, it's so hilarious. I think the Queensland government's given up on it. Maybe I'm a good boy then. Because I do it and I see other people doing it. Um, But yeah, I I will give that to you. Some people are getting fed up of it. Okay. I just think they're not even thinking about it. I just don't think they care. Okay. I think that's really interesting sociologically. Probably because their hands haven't been in the carcasses of fat people. Well, that could be it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh, I think we have a significant Mormon verse coming up here. Oh, hit me with it, Paul. Put it all over my face. And he will lift up an ensign to the nations from far and will hiss unto them from the end of the earth. And behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. None shall be weary nor stumble among them. Okay, so the Mormons have a magazine that I'm assuming they still publish called The Enzyme, which was taken from this first. So it's like a monthly Mormon magazine. The prophet or the first presidency will do a little story at the start, which is like the editorial, and then there's all these feel-good stories. But what is an ensign? I always thought an ensign was like a military rank or something. See, there's the flag, the red ensign. You know, there's like a red version of the Australian flag. It's like the naval flag. It's called the red ensign. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Let's look that up. What is the meaning of the word ensign? Paul, I know you want to hear my little comment on this verse that I wrote down. Oh, please. Fire away. Fuck, comma, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Ensign. A flag or standard, especially a military or naval one indicating nationality. Hmm. So he's going to raise like a flag standard to the nation. I remember when I was a teenager, the Christian singer Carmen had this album called The Standard uh-huh. and I fucking loved it. Uh-huh. It made you feel good about being righteous and all of that horseshit. There's a lot of Christian rock people out there and stuff and, you know, Christian rappers. So for Mormons, that was kind of blasphemous. Oh, wow. Not showing the Lord in a reverent enough manner. Mm. But there was this Mormon pop star or probably a couple in the mid-90s that they didn't sing about Jesus per se. They just sang about good, uplifting things and followers of Jesus. So that's how they got away with them. Did you have a little crush on them, Paul? I remember it so well because we weren't allowed to listen to a lot as missionaries, but there was this one lady who did a couple of albums and then she did like this live concert where she played the songs from the albums. It was called
called Pray for Rain. Pray for Rain. Pray for oh. Rain. I'll have to find it. But you listen to it and you hear the crowd going when she starts singing and it is nothing but a bunch of Mormon teenagers high on pixie sticks. No, high on the Holy Spirit, Paul. You see them all going, <laughs> and this lady starts singing. And I'll have to find it. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. But oh, <laughs> I just love opening up your brain, diving in and having a look at what's inside. There's so many stories, Paul. The problem is there's probably a lot of shit that should stay in there. <laughs> comes out anyway. But anyway, that's the Enzyme reference. So it's a flag. It's a standard. Yeah, it's a standard that they're raising, oh. yes. And Mormons took it at first. They named their magazine after it. There was three church magazines that used to come out. Oh. There was one for the adults, which was the Enzyme. Right. There was one for the youth, which was called New Era. Oh, New Era. Oh. And there was one for the kiddies called The Friend. Only one friend? Yes. And The Friend had little comics in it and puzzles. You could do a crossword of Mormon-related words and you do this little maze things where you help Nephi find his way out of the promised land. I'm pretty sure that actually was one. Pull, 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 pull. Yeah. You know what we need to do? We need to find some of these games and, like, totally make dirty versions of them and post them. Absolutely. We need to do that. That would be really fun. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'd read The Friend up until we were about 12 and then we'd move on to the new era, which is all about being good youth in the church, how to avoid breaking the law of chastity, how to avoid breaking the word of wisdom, how to be good upstanding youth in your school. Was I a good upstanding youth in my school, Sister Patience? Absolutely. Yeah, see? It's because I read The New Era. Yeah. I think I've shared a couple of these, the Mormon ads on the page. Maybe I should share some more and do some more versions of them. <laughs> we thought they were you know, hilarious and very clever at the time. They're actually quite stupid. <laughs> I was just thinking if we made a dirty version of The Friend we could call it The Fuck Buddy. The Friend with Benefits. <laughs> We've taken a huge divergence of this chapter so let's get back. We've got to finish reading. We've got to clean it up Paul. We've got a few more verses left. Let's boot this baby home, okay? None shall slumber nor sleep. What? I like sleep. Mm. Neither shall the girdle of their loins be loose, nor the latchet of their toes be broken. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So basically, in this whole thing so far, Isaiah's really railing on me, saying he doesn't like fat people, he doesn't like people who drink, he doesn't like people who don't sleep, he doesn't like smart people. I don't think he likes himself very much. He needs more self-respect. He's probably an okay guy if he'd just get out of his head. I'm taking this chapter personally, quite oh, really? frankly. There are so many things he's listed in this chapter as being bad. I'm like, you're talking to me, man. <laughs> I'm not a bad person. You didn't need to write this about me, okay? That's right. You didn't need to wail on the fat alcoholic, right? I know I have problems. I don't need to read it in scripture. You're not perfect, but you're working on it. Exactly. The day will come where I will not be a fat alcoholic. I will just be one and not the other, and I haven't decided which one yet. Remember that time during the week where you tried to have a non-sexual conversation with me? Yeah, that didn't work out. It didn't work out, <laughs> did it? <laughs> We are weak-willed, sister patients. We are very oh, weak-willed. But anyway, Isaiah doesn't like me is what I glean from those. Okay. Well, I don't like Isaiah. Yeah, fuck you, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Whose arrows shall be sharp. Well, so they should. Yeah. And their bows bent, and their horses' hooves shall be counted like flint. Flint comes up a lot in this book. Mm. I'm still not understanding the reference. And their wheels like whirlwind, they're roaring like a... Huh? What is he talking about? <laughs> Arrows, shut up. 
Bows bent, horses' hooves counted like flint, their wheels like whirlwind. Are you going to try to use metaphors and similes? They should at least be related to each other. They shall roar like young lions. What does a young lion sound like? Is it extra high pitched? Uh, Haven't you seen The Lion King? It's like, brown. I hate The Lion King. Oh, really? Yeah, it's such a depressing little tale. You really are a soulless person, aren't you? You don't know Field of Dreams, you don't like Lion King. I thought I knew you, Patience, I really did. It makes me unhappy to watch The Lion King. I don't enjoy nasty things happening. I'm sorry. The message at the end is good. Akuna Matata. No worries till the end of your days. I prefer no fate but what you make, Paul. Uh... Fuck Akuna Matata. Okay. I'm not going to take God's horse shit lying down. I'm coming to get him. Oh, yeah, that's right. You still want to kill God, though. Oh, I will. When I get to the other side, I'm going to do my level best to kill him. We will have to do an episode, The Patience vs. God Square Off. It'll be a prophecy, though, because I'm still alive, so I can't square off against him yet. Yeah, good point. Right, so young lions, yay, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey and shall carry away safe and none shall deliver. Ah, so they're not Australia Post. They're not Uber eating their prey here. They're getting it themselves. (laughs) you got to hear what I wrote for this. It's got to be funnier than what I just said. I just got a question in it for you. (laughs) Okay. It's like having a conversation with my mum. I'm so confused. Paul, have you ever had a conversation with an actual human that was this confusing? And better still, ever tried to share Mormonism with someone and it went so sideways that everyone was left confused? I don't think I had that happen. (laughs) But again, I wasn't a very good missionary. (laughs) Do you have a weird anecdote about sharing the gospel? No. I didn't do very good at it. Well, I wasn't a good missionary. Oh, that's all right. I'm not good in bed. We can't be all good at everything, Paul. What was the first thing you said? Have you ever had a conversation with someone that was that confusing? I think I have. Hmm? I can't remember any specifics now, but I do know I've had a couple of conversations where I've come out of it just completely befuddled. It was probably conversations with me. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. Possibly, yes. I'm sorry, Paul. I think we've all had those conversations where at the end of it we think, who puts your clothes on for you in the morning because I don't think you're (laughs) capable of it. Yes, yes. 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 Welcome to the world of customer service. We get that a lot. I was actually going to ask you that. Was it a customer that you had this conversation (laughs) with? Oh, I've got the best customer story, Paul. I don't think I've ever told this one on the pod before. Okay, fire away. This is fucking awesome. Okay, okay, lay it on me. It's pretty dirty, though. Okay, sorry, our mums, if you are listening, just turn down the volume for the next couple of minutes. I got this call once from this very distraught young lady Mm. who had taken some sexy pictures of themselves on their phone, Mm. you know, I guess to share with lovers or whatever. Mm. And their younger brother had borrowed their phone. Borrowed? Yes. To look at these sexy pictures of their sister and in the process had deposited spooge into the phone button such that it doesn't work anymore. (laughs) She wanted to put her brother on the phone and for me to tell him off for doing that. And I said, I can't do that. Like, that's not my responsibility. That's not got anything to do with the company that I work for. It's not in your job description to stop incestuous 
fantasies. And this particular call just happened to be one that I was call coached on. Oh. And I did really well. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people had to listen to it because it was just so bizarre. So that's the weirdest call I ever had. All right. Well, speaking of weird things, we've got one more verse of this chapter. So come on, take us home. And in that day they shall roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if they look unto the land, behold, darkness and sorrow, and the light is darkened in the heavens thereof. That sentence just doesn't make sense. He's saying words, but it doesn't mean anything, Paul. Just basically throwing out haikus. It feels like it's in the wrong (laughs) order or there's not enough objects in it or something. He's comparing things that are completely not comparable and he's like, I'm going to use the analogy of a lion. No, I'm going to use the analogy of a horse. No, I'm going to talk about a bow and arrow now. And he doesn't link them together. Yeah, and who is they once again? He's using they. Who's they? Yes, who is they? What are you uh, are you talking about good people now or bad people? I don't get it. Well, there you go. Now, the good news is that some of these chapters are short, so it won't oh. actually be nine episodes. All right, we might be able to do a binge read of it, and I will be roaring <laughs> of the sea during these episodes. This is so wacky, Paul. Why did we agree to do this? Oh, Paul, 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 Paul. Yes. Guess who our guest is next week? Oh, who is our guest next week? Ross. Rosalind's fella. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never actually spoken to him. You've spoken to him, have you? Oh, just on chat. I've heard a lot about him, but I haven't actually spoken to him. He comes from a really strict religious background too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be weird. It'll be interesting. Don't tell him that I'm always asking his girlfriend to show me her boobs, okay? Don't (laughs) let him know about that. I think you just did, Paul. Oh, shit. (laughs) Maybe you can tell him in person next week. We've joked about our mothers tonight and behaving ourselves for a mother. Over the weekend, my parents came to visit. Oh, what did they have to say? They're quite happy with where I live and what I do, but for the first time ever, uh. I heard my mum use the word fuck. <laughs> I'd never heard her use it before, but she used it, and I was like, Oh, mum. Oh, that would have sounded awesome too, because she's got that slightly sort of... Yeah, she's still got the British accent. Yeah, uh, would have sounded earthier. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need to wrap up this evening's conversation because uh, yeah. I need to go to the toilet, quite frankly, and uh, I'm sure our listeners don't want to hear me doing that. No. And although, according to the book of Isaiah, you need to eat my wastage, so... Oh, no, Paul, I'm not into that. That's exactly what Isaiah said. you got to eat the waste of the fat man. We just went over that. Uh, so I'm about to fulfil the prophecy of Isaiah okay. and um, go and lay my waste. Uh-huh. Patience, thank you as always for coming on this amazing journey. Thank you for hitting the record button. Uh, you're welcome, Paul. Thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> the only thing worse than reading the Book of Mormon again for this podcast is having to read it twice. I know, right? <laughs> and how many times have I done that to you now? Two, man. Uh, yeah, it's happened a couple of times. That's oh. okay. That's okay. All right. But everyone at home, once again, join our Facebook page, Book of Boredom. Join our Patreon because we love money. <laughs> Uh, if you're a company that has too much money and would like to sponsor us and give us some of your money, then we are completely open. We can be bought. Um, we are both a couple of whores. So sponsor the show. Give us your money. It was so depressing to look at my total income for the year today when I did my tax. It was just like, oh, my God, I need to just do so much better. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like payday. It's like, ooh, I got paid and it's gone. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, everyone at home, for listening. (laughs) 
Thank you for being here as part of our classy episode mm -hmm. where we didn't make a single sex joke or a single swear word. Not a single one, Paul. No, nothing there. And I will share a link with this to my mum to listen to to establish the fact that we behaved ourselves this evening. I think I'd rather my mum listen to the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she final. said she was going to listen to it, but then I didn't remind her about it. Go back and find the episode with the most bad language and sex jokes in it and be like, yeah, trust me, mum, you'll like this one. Listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I am going to go and fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah. <laughs> go shoot yourself, Paul. Sister Patience, I'll talk to you during the week, no doubt. Uh-huh. We talk all the time. We do. Everyone listening at home, we will talk to you again next week. And until then, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen.